back with another episode. It's the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. Tokyo Cliff. Chocolate Buddha in the house, in the streets of Tokyo, inside this nice 99 Chevy van, also known as the Mobile Man Cave. Yes, sir. Yes, here sir. Chilling. Yes, so our guest today, Amani Dawson. What's up? Hey. Feeling good. I love the Mobile Man Cave. It's oh, you very, love it? Oh, appreciate very it. Very creative. It keeps the mind stimulated because there's a lot to see. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It keeps the eyes wandering and all. Yeah. And you got o- ODB in the background. Yeah. Did, you, yeah. did you see the ODB? Oh, yeah, yeah ODB. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's keeping there's an a, eye on us. A little bit peace. of everything. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of everything. So I'm loving it. Yeah, so yeah, we're glad to have Imani on today. Give us a little self-intro. Tell the audience about yourself. So I'm Imani J. Dawson. I'm originally from Rockland County, New York. Um, I've been in Japan. This is going on my 10th year. Whoa. Whoa. It'll be 10 years in August. Nice. So yeah. I originally came here uh, as a student. I went to Temple University. So I did my associates in America, and then I did my last two years here in mass communications. So dope, uh, dope. My dope. last semester, there was this huge earthquake. Y'all might have heard about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, the big uh, one. Yeah, the big one. So that was like my final semester, and it was crazy. Mom thought all of Japan was gonna explode. I was mm-hmm. like, Mom, I'm in Tokyo. We're <laughs> kind of okay. And uh, so I went back home once. Was miserable. Came back. Begged my mom to come back. Came back. Had no job. No money. No nothing. Just graduated. But I survived. So now I'm here. Wow. So like, describe that day. The three. You know, the earthquake happened. <sighs> Where were you at? So luckily, I didn't have class that day because that was a Friday, and I just I didn't have class that day. But I was actually sick the day before. I had a horrible cold. And it was the first time in a while I, I had a cold and I knew that I wanted to get better for a friend's music video shoot. So I said, I'm just going to take a lot of drugs. And I took American drugs, which, you know, I was off of for a while. So when you take the American dosage of like NyQuil or something and I was just out of it, like I was out of it. And I was also in a newer apartment on the first floor. So I felt everything, but I was also you know, loopy. And I'm on the phone with, uh, I'm on Skype with a friend and, you know, back in the States and she's Haitian and she has a lot of Haitian family. So the Haitian earthquake, the earthquake in Haiti happened like a a few years earlier. So it's shaking. She sees the move, the room shaking and I'm like, Oh, shaking. Cause I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm on drugs. Prescription (laughs) drugs. That is. Yeah. yeah. You know, NyQuil, NyQuil. Yeah. Yeah. We're in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, We're in Japan. (laughs) But sometimes I wonder NyQuil is some powerful, powerful Mm -hmm. stuff. NyQuil. And I think Advil too, cause it was crazy. And that's where I was. I was, you know, everything was shaking. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. She was like, you should probably go outside. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like running outside. The neighbor runs outside and I hear her saying in Japanese, like, my cat is freaking out. My cat is freaking out. And like, you know, it's shaking. And then I come back in. There's a few more aftershocks. And I couldn't really grasp, like, what was going on. Because going to Temple, it's a... It's an American school, so everything's in English. And even though I was reading a little bit of hiragana and katakana, like my Japanese wasn't that great. So it was kind of chaotic, you know, to, you know, go on Twitter and see and some of the news and just see like everything that was happening, like in Fukushima and like the surrounding areas with the tsunami and like the damage. And it was just 
it was an unreal experience because one, I'm still trying to, you know, get back to my normal levels. <laughs> and, you know, the school, a lot of people were stuck at school. And, you know, right now Temple is that, you know, in, in an office building that they don't even really own the whole thing of. So people were stuck there. Um, they had to spend the night. It was crazy. But I was luckily at home, you know, and just trying to receive as much information as I could. It was pretty chaotic, you know, just trying to figure out what was happening with school. Should we leave? Should we go? Some people, their parents immediately were like, y'all need to get on the next plane and leave. Some people were like, we're going to Osaka. You know, eventually the school came to a decision like like around March 20th. But everybody had already left. Everybody who could leave already left. And they came to a decision around March 20th, like, study abroad students, your program's done, you need to go. Um, Japan admit students, you have a choice. You can leave or go. Here's your only free ride. And my mom was like, you won't get on that plane. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So, so, so it was a free ride. It was a free ride. You know, you know. But you but, said some people left some ahead people of time. Had so they, had, left. they paid their own. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is yeah. March 20th that, you know, the school finally came to yeah, this decision. Yeah, nine days after. Yeah. Yeah. So. Could have been dead laying in a crack of the ground somewhere <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. it was crazy especially the immigration laws were different then too because mm-hmm. you had to get the re-entry permit and you know people didn't have their re-entry permits so immigration is you know lying out the door to do that it was crazy but man and you said you went back home mm-hmm. and you were miserable why so the way temple was set up we our final semester was is supposed to end around april but they had sent us to the main campus. I had never been to the main campus. I didn't know anyone at the main campus. Then they put us in these dorms with these people who are, you know, still in school. But, you know, it's the end of the semester. They all have their cliques. They all have their, you know, fraternities and sororities, their clubs, their system. And so I didn't see a reason why I needed to be there for one month when all of my classes would have been online anyway so I kind of felt forced into it there were a few other people that also went to the main campus we call ourselves the TUJ refugees because (laughs) we were all just kind of like oh we just came back from this like you know earthquake we weren't like physically there like in this epicenter but you know we Still, have people yeah. that we're worried about, you know. We're exactly. we're worried about this country because we right. live in it, you know. And, and so it was, you know, kind of miserable at that point. And then I went home and Rockland. There's nothing in Rockland really. It's suburban. There's nothing there. So, so um, you came back. Came back, and I was just like, well, I felt like my journey in Japan didn't end on my own terms. Mm. So I kept telling my mom, Tokyo is fine. Tokyo is fine. I want to go back. And I also had an apartment and I had things here. Like, I didn't want to just, you know, leave it, you know, like that. And I'd feel bad for, you know, landlords and stuff like that who have to move everything out. And it's very irresponsible to, like, not make that definitive decision in the right way. So she was like, okay, here's a one-way ticket. Have fun. And that was it. Mama said you own your own. Yep. No money? Not really. Because that was the height of... uh, the the exchange rate was horrible then. Right, right. Really bad then. So anything that I got from U in U.S. dollars was like nothing by the time it came out here. Right, right. So recently you went to Thailand. Yes, I did. With Janique. Yeah. Shout out to Janique. Shout Nicole. out Janique Nicole. Come through. So yeah, yeah. We would love to have her back on. 
Yes. How was that, though? It was, it was beautiful, honestly. It was my second time to Thailand. It was her first time to Thailand. It was my second time. And um, a friend, one of, our, one of my TUJ refugees, um, good friends, we went to temple together. She now lives in Thailand. And her boyfriend, like, works for this five-star hotel resort. And already Thailand's really cheap, so they kind of hooked us up. And we had this nice resort that we stayed at for about three days. Um, Where was it at? It was a Koh Samui. Koh Samui, so, like, this island. Oh, I never heard of that place. It's, like, at the tip of it, sort of, and to the east. Mm. Yeah. So it was really beautiful. Um, It's already super cheap. It's, It's a nice tourist destination and you know squalls every once in a while it would be raining but sunny and then stop five minutes later and then maybe rain again but we had a few good days and it was nice and the food yeah outstanding the food yeah i've heard nothing but good things about thailand uh mainly from guys yeah which i think is a different adventure yeah mm-hmm. totally <laughs> my young single days i'm pretty sure you already, you already know what that's about in mind. yeah <laughs> but if you ever get a chance to go to patia <laughs> beach it's a wonderful place oh, too yeah. i was in the u.s navy so we always made port visits there and it's awesome country and if you're a vegetarian you could you could live there you know ties it's awesome yeah and love them curries mm-hmm. yeah and so like what would you recommend for people going to kosamui or I mean, like far as like sightseeing, we were only there for about three days. So the whole point of that vacation was to relax and unwind. So we didn't want to do too many like we want to be out and about too much doing excursions and stuff. It's beautiful. I mean, there's like a trail I think you can go up. We went to the top of a mountain to see everything. So that was really beautiful. But we were just relaxing like because that is needed, especially in like coming yeah. from Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. You need to like sit down and like listen. Like I listened to birds. In the ocean. In the ocean. Yeah, nature is awesome. It's man. very much needed to kind of connect back to that. And it, I think people should do it more often. Definitely. So you're a freelancer, right? Yes. Okay. Um, singer? Singer, songwriter, performer, just about anything. I also do kind of small bookings as well anything y'all need me to do i can do it yeah when it comes to entertainment so how how is that life for you i mean do you like being um, free and like not having a set schedule i like it a lot i was actually um looking into permanent residency okay and Mm. the one lawyer that i kind of consulted he was like maybe you know to get you know to have your petition look a lot better you should get you know, like a nine to five so that it looks better on the application. Uh, and I'm like, sense. nine to five. <laughs> right. <laughs> what an insult. What? <laughs> Forgot you what that was. You talking about? You want you me know? to sit at a desk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know like, who I am? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh. So did you do that? No, I mean. Before in, in Tokyo? I've actually never had a nine to five in Tokyo. Wow. Um, and you're I, 10 years being 10 here. 10 years wow, being here. When, when I came back from the earthquake, I said to myself, I refuse to get an English teaching job that I have to sign a contract for. I've never done, you know, the assistant language teaching. I've never been in that kind of setting. Why? One, I don't really like kids. I'll say it. Um, young kids. So, and, you know, I'm one of those women who has, has their mindset, I will not have children. Oh. And um, but 
I respect teaching too much to do it. My mom is the director of Head Start. My brother is a high school history teacher. And I understand the value of education. And I know that I'm not that great of a teacher. So I don't want to put somebody in that position. Mm. That, that's a great point yeah. because, you know, besides my, my full-time job, I've thought about doing English teaching on the side. And like, like you, I'm just, I'm like, I, if I'm not all the way in, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to. And your students can see that. It's like, exactly. why am I paying this money if this person isn't confident in teaching me and doesn't like it? So, you know, and I I would want the same thing. If I'm mm-hmm. going to go to lessons for something, I would want a teacher who enjoys what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. So what was the other option for a permanent res- residency? Because I thought you were going to say, hey, it'll be better if you marry a Japanese dude. Okay, so that <laughs> option was brought up as well. But right. since oh, there right. are no prospects at the moment, um, <laughs> we can't really go in So you're attracted route. to Japanese dudes? I'm attracted to every dude, but I'm okay. in Japan. So okay. when yeah. you know, 98% of the population is yeah. Japanese, what are you going to do? Or maybe the pr- percentage is different, but you know. Have you ever dated a Japanese man I, yet? I have. We were together for about a year and a half, mm-hmm. lived together. So it was an experience. I don't regret anything, of course. It's like. So, what were like the, like, I guess, like the, the cultural differences, like, that kind of got on your nerves, maybe, or um, challenging? Just or- in general, not necessarily with him, because he was a little bit more open minded, I feel like. Oh, okay. Compared to maybe other people, but. Um, in general, I just kind of get this vibe that, one, Japanese men might see me as intimidating. I'm, like, 5'7 on a good day, <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm 170 <laughs> centimeters, and I in Japan, I guess it's considered tall yeah, <laughs> for yeah, a woman, yeah. and so already, and I'm a black woman, so I don't know what other, you know... What other perceptions, perceptions. stereotypes he had, my, you know, something in his mind he yeah, might have. Yeah, so, and, you know, I got this natural hair, and sometimes I have a fro, so they might, I don't know what they're thinking, but I don't really get approached that way. I don't really get approached that much in that sense when it comes to dating here, not by Japanese men anyway, so... Black guys approach you here? Uh, sometimes. I think I have resting bitch face for the most part. <laughs> and I'm, I'm usually on the go, too. I'll have my headphones, and I'm like, I need to get from point A to point B because I hate crowds. So I just try my best to get out of the crowd as fast as possible. I'm, I'm that power walker. I'm just like, Phew. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's me. So, so like, going back to your, say, what is, what is your current status, uh, your visa status so currently i mean i have a working visa working visa yeah. okay that's what it's called yeah visa. so I'm, I'm working i'm here legally okay you know don't nobody don't, don't deport me or she's illegal and if you alien. were to switch to i think permanent residency was just an option just because i'm going on my 10th year here okay and so you're eligible i'm i would be eligible i think but because my first two years was a student visa maybe not okay so i have to double check that mm. But, you know, I hear that they're getting a lot more lenient with the rules. and yeah, I think know. a friend of mine just got permanent. Yeah. He's permanent. He's been here like 15 yeah. or so. It's just easier to function. You don't have to worry about the stress of immigration. You can do things like open businesses or, you know, things like that. So that's the only reason I'm kind of looking into it. Do yeah, I heard I? Prime, Min- Prime Minister Abe, you know, opened up the doors for foreigners to... Uh, uh, 
open, you know, to start their own businesses mm-hmm. and everything and, and, you know, sort of getting a little lenient with the immigration because it used to be hard back then. Because they like, need to, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, they need, need the money. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And they need the people, too. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their population is, like, dwindling, especially the uh, younger population. Yeah, so. So as far as your, your singing and performing, how does that go? Like, how often are you getting gigs okay. it depends on the season okay so for example christmas um december is really busy busy for christmas and bon and kai end of the year parties there's a lot of weddings around then too for whatever reason so that is very busy for a lot of performers because you know you got to be everywhere um countdown which was fun i did countdown japan again this year that, that's a huge festival with a lot of japanese artists so that was fun um, January is really slow, so that's why Janique and I went to Thailand because we were like, well, we did all this work, might as well get our rest. Yeah. Um, it's an up and down thing, really. I don't have. I'm freelance, so I don't have a company, or I'm not exclusively signed to anyone. So I just kind of get it as it comes. For commercial work or like on screen stuff, I am. My profile is under a lot of the agencies here. So you with multiple, multiple a- agencies yeah. for you know that type of stuff. Okay. Uh, but music wise, a lot of the things are offered to me directly from producers and the artists themselves. Dope. Uh, for the Japanese artists, yeah. Yeah, you know, I've kind of, you know, looked at your uh, Facebook page and, and you seem to be pretty active and you're very familiar with a lot of Japanese mm-hmm. entertainers, musicians, and stuff. I'm I'm clueless to mm-hmm. a lot of them. Um, yeah, I think the only one I actually like is uh, what's that group name? Sakana Kushon. Oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I love their music. I don't know what it is, yeah. but yeah, I like the uh, Southern All Stars. Uh, yeah, yeah, that old school style yeah. with that. You know, yeah, because you know they do a lot of uh, I don't know what genre I would say they're in. It's sort of like rock, soulful mm-hmm. rock type. You know, but I love his gravelly voice and everything, you know. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, shout out to the Southern All-Stars. Yeah, I, I got to see them perform, actually, at uh, J- uh, Rock in Japan mm-hmm. uh, last year. Because I was also singing backup for another group that oh, was, atten- okay. you know, performing then. So, I was like, oh, Southern All-Stars. Yeah, yeah. Such I legends. think you worked with, uh, what, Tetsuya Komodo? Yeah, Komodo Tetsuya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Komodo Tetsuya. Yeah, yeah. He's well-known. Yeah, I've worked with him, like about two or three times mm-hmm. so he's 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 a very interesting guy but it's fun it's fun yeah yeah, yeah. so i i like a lot of his stuff actually too uh but that's another kind of reason that kind of drew me to japan as well i, I used to be really big into anime huh. a, a little bit but then after a while i was like whoa these theme songs are are kind of lit like oh, okay i used to lo- like rock out to these theme songs mm. for a lot of the anime and that's kind of what got me interested in like learning japanese or at least how to sing along with japanese so i'm really big j-pop j-rock fan gotcha especially back in the day so it, it is an honor to work with a lot of the people that i used to listen to you know that's dope. way back when because yeah. mm-hmm. i'm assuming that a lot of japanese music 
isn't known to the American audience. So since you you're living here and you love the music and everything, uh, is there anything that Americans may be missing other than the, uh, let's say, language barrier or something like that? Is there something about their music that you think could catch on in America, even though they sing it in their own language? I think generally we are all... Um, we all see appeal in something that's different from what we're normally used to. Mm -hmm. So the same way a lot of these Japanese kids might be drawn to like trap music or, you know, it's like there's no trapping here. But they're drawn to it because it's different and it's unique to them. So that's kind of what drew me in as well in the beginning where I didn't have any idea what Japanese music sounded like. I had no clue like what the language really even sounded like but just flipping through Adult Swim back in the day and hearing the end song to Inuyasha and I was like oh this girl's singing it's R&B but it's in Japanese but but this is a bop like Mm -hmm. I loved it I I loved it from then on I had to look it up and I was like okay Japanese people do R&B and they can do hip-hop and they can do rock too it's just in a different language and if it's a bop it's a bop like Mm. I feel like anime is actually getting a lot more popular now Oh, it's really? getting a lot more popular. Um, I used to attend anime conventions and stuff in the States in high school. I was maybe one of like 15 black girls there. Mm. You know, it wasn't a that big of a thing, especially for black girls. It wasn't seen as popular. Mm. But now it's more accepted. The last convention I went to, I was like, look at all these brown people, different, you know, sexual identities different sizes shapes it was beautiful because before it was so it wasn't that what do you think why why do you think it is the way it is now i don't i don't know you know to be honest it's kind of ironic because the same people who would make fun of me for listening to a lot of these you know these japanese artists japanese rock I find it ironic that now they have kids and their kids are like super into BTS and K-pop and they're like posting online like, oh, I want to find tickets so that I can get my daughter to go to see BTS. I'm like, see, you was making fun of me mm-hmm. for listening to this crazy Asian music. But now all of a sudden you into it. OK, yeah. I mean, we all get there eventually, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, maybe, and maybe it's just mm-hmm. that, you know, Japanese culture, <coughs> excuse me, over the last, I don't know five to ten years yeah yeah i would say has really i don't know it's really been accepted by the west you know mm-hmm. as well as like other parts of the culture plus social sushi media and you know like in the states you i forgot this one famous i think it was katie perry or one of those you know they had the uh harajuku girls you know oh gwen their stefani music. yeah gwen stefani yeah 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 yeah, yeah and then in their music video that's so. another aspect when you american artists do collabs with um japanese artists or they kind of use Japanese culture. Yeah, yeah. It'd be rocking kimonos and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. and and when it comes down to style, how would you describe that to the listeners and as far as the differences, the little nuances and things like that that people may, you know, that may interest them to pick up or to pick up, you know, pick up the Japanese music scene or, you know, take a look at their concerts or their music videos or whatnot? I feel like it really depends on what genre you like because like if you're into that idol stuff i'm not into that idol stuff but it's such a very unique thing to japan and asia the idol culture there's a whole you know there's there's this whole sphere 
you know, of idol culture that's like specific in that area that I'm not very well versed in. But, you know, people so are people are into that. Does it seem a little pervy to you or something like personally, that? Personally, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> per- personally, these girls are really young. Um, yes. You've seen these middle aged guys with their cameras and their. It's kind of creepy. There's personally. a lot of, you know, there's a lot of issues with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that, idol wise. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I have a friend. Uh, I have something. a friend who he's very. uh he he always vents on Facebook about this type of stuff, oh. and and he's Japanese, so mm. uh, we'll probably have him on soon. Yeah, soon, it, so, uh, it, it's quite creepy. But if you're into that, then dozo, I guess. Yeah, um, but that's it, something you don't see probably flying in America. But that's the thing: there are fans of idol stuff in America. Like America's so big, yeah, and there are just so many small like subcultures or people who would be into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do know people who have gone to idol concerts and who even actually you know put on these events in America for you know the artists to go out and and perform there um i think r&b unfortunately like it had kind of a peak around like i and and kubota toshinobu around like their peak but now it's kind of like fizzled into it's kind of it's 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 not what it could be unfortunately Mm -hmm. i personally feel for r&b here um hip-hop comes in waves as well um but Japanese rock, which is what I love, is very particular. Like you listen to Japanese rock and you're like, boom, that's Japanese rock. Whereas mm. like some of the hip hop is a bit dated for the most part, but like Japanese rock has a specific sound that I think appeals to a lot of people. So I guess you know this one famous rocker. He's a uh, he's a uh, about in his sixties or something. Uh, Yazawa or something like that. Yazawa Ikichi. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because I I be seeing like uh, guys you know driving their uh, tricked out vehicles and stuff, especially middle aged guys driving these tricked out vehicles with his with his stickers on the back yeah. of their cars and stuff like that. You like his music? I'm actually in one of his music videos. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I'm actually. <laughs> Go ahead and shout that out. Yeah, yeah. that was a long time ago. Long time yeah. ago. Speaking um, of videos. Oh. So I saw this video. I was looking at your website. I saw this. I think you know which one I'm talking about, and you know where I'm going. The what is it? Okamoto condom. Okay, so Okamoto. condom boot <laughs> yes. camp. What, it was yeah. a spoof. What is that? It's a spoof off of like Billy's boot camp. Okay. Yeah. So. Japan, <laughs> Japan. I was like, what type of perv shit is this now? Yeah, Unfo- but unfortunately, <laughs> if you know, Japan doesn't have a lot of good um, sources when it comes to sex education. You're right. They don't teach it properly, from what I've heard from other people who work in the school system, that they don't really properly go through the motions, even though there are sex stores everywhere. You know, oh, yes. STDs yes. are still, STIs are still considered like a foreign disease. I've heard people out of their mouth say, I'll never get that. Or, you know, that's that's something that you get when you it's go only abroad. For it's only a gaijin thing. Yeah. There was actually somebody like a few weeks ago I was, you know, at a after party with. And like we got onto this topic of like sex education. I was like, you know, you guys, you guys wrap it up. Right. And the guys were like, well, you know, I only sleep with my wife. And I'm like. Okay, I, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. And this one guy was like, blah blah blah. I had herpes, da da da. But I know I'm better. And I'm like, wait, but wait, you wait. don't use condoms? And he's like, well, no, like I I don't have herpes anymore. I'm like, do you know how viruses work? Yeah. Like just yeah. because you don't have the symptom doesn't yeah. mean you still you still have the virus. Yeah, yeah. That's can, what I was I was gonna say. I yeah, and know. you can very well still infect someone. And like this is just stuff that we've learned. Exactly. But they 
aren't taught this stuff, you know. And plus, Japanese travel a lot more, you know, for over the past, like, 25 years. They've been traveling a lot more. So they're going to pick up some stuff, and they're going to spread it around. when Pick it up and bring it back and not know what they get. Yeah, yeah. You know, I knew some brothers got burned by Japanese girls, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, but now, going back to that video, so so in other words... their sex education video is consists of a big muscular black guy. It's a, it's just a it's a parody. It's know, a parody on that. Billy's but, boot camp. Billy's yeah. boot camp. But it's My like, hey guys, that. like make sure you know how to properly open a condom. Make sure you know you yeah, have I them was, in stock because this was, is a serious thing. I was watching. But, but I was you like, watch what that video, the hell man? Is... <laughs> yeah, you know that, that you know a Japanese dude ready to make love to his girl and shit and. and uh, Decide not to use a condom, and then this brother's voice would be coming in. You better put that condom on. Here's how you use a condom. That, 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 <laughs> and but that was a good spoof, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was a good video and everything. I don't think there's that many testing facilities either, because you know, America there's free testing Plenty. everywhere yeah. for everything. But if you go to the doctor and test individually, that can come up to almost two hundred, three hundred dollars yeah. to get tested for each individual thing. Exactly. Wow. Which you know, I'm, hopefully it's changing. There are few facilities that I know of in Tokyo that do at mm. least like four okay. things for free. Okay. So you know, get checked, y'all. Yeah. Wear your condoms. But that yeah. is a good video, so mm-hmm. I encourage people to watch it. Yeah. It was <laughs> no, but that's funny. that's also informative for foreigners as well who, you know, think that just because I'm in Japan Always wrap it up. Yeah, don't I'm be, good. Don't be there dumb. you go. Japanese are clean. Strap yeah. it up. Strap no, it up. Japanese yeah. are very ignorant. Plus, too. they sell condoms everywhere here. I mean, you go into convenience stores, condoms. You know, yeah. they, they got them all over the place. So, <laughs> so what I know you, you also have you put out an album yeah so this was ooh, this was a while a few years ago my first album day by day uh produced by dj chica so aka dj chica aka inherit he's um pretty well known in the hip-hop community he works with a lot of people i think they're doing a tribute to nujebis soon okay so he's worked with them many people so um it was an honor to do my first album with him well connected yeah so um that was with goon tracks as well in your mellow tone which is a series of kind of jazzy hip-hop uh jazzy hip-hop compilation albums so they'll pull people kind of indies and it's it's pretty chill like atmosphere when you listen to those tracks from that company so shout out to goon tracks Pretty dope. Um, and have you done? I'm pretty sure you've done like some touring and stuff with like bands um, and no. So yes, I do tour with this one band called Bradio. They are a Japanese kind of funk disco fusion, if you will say. Um, Japanese people love to compare themselves. Like they're not ashamed to compare themselves to certain artists. Whereas like sometimes. You know, Westerners might get a little, I'm not exactly like that. Not my own person. But they love comparing themselves to Bruno Mars. So <laughs> that is kind of what you will get where it's kind of a Bruno Mars. But like, you know, you see the essence of James Brown and you see the essence of like Little Richard and things like that. So um, I tour with them. They're actually really fun to tour with because it's very high tension. It's funky. It's fun. I'm also in a bunch of their music videos. I also help with their English lyrics and oh, things cool. like that. And I actually helped coordinate their very first 
um, appearance abroad at Akon last year. Nice. So that was fun for them too to see the fans. You know. Yeah, I, I want. I want your life. I want your freelance. Oh, life. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it's freelance, so you know, there's ups and downs. Yeah, and there's yeah. Good seasons yeah, and bad seasons. Constantly be on the hustle. Yeah. Now, was that the music video I saw uh, with the dude with the fro? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So he's not half Japanese. He's he's full Japanese. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. you know, so everybody knows. So. They've been sporting froes since the eighties. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we used to call them. You know, the brothers back in the day, we used to call them Jaffros and oh. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. We you know it was cool hanging around. Mm-hmm. You know, the Japanese soul brothers mm-hmm. you know and, and and things like that but yeah so have you like experienced any like sexual harassment or maybe discrimination like how, how is it for Ooh. you as a woman as you know as a foreigner as a black woman like speak on that oh that <laughs> well you know she's too intimidating for that shit now. Yeah. you'd be surprised there are stories oh but you know we love stories go ahead I'm in this circle where I hang out with a lot of rockers and, you know, not to give band men, not all band men, but, you know, a lot of rockers and a lot of people in entertainment, you know, might come off as more sleazy than the normal guy. So there will be groupies. There will be models at these after parties. But I'm also not a skinny white like Russian model. That's a groupie. But I'm also a foreigner. But I'm a woman, but I work with them sometimes. So I'm in this weird space where they're Mm. like, we don't know which box to put you in. We don't know which level to put you in because they're kind of confused and intimidated by that. Um, And you're a black woman. Yeah, and I'm a black woman. So they're kind of like, what do we do? Yeah, what do we do? (laughs) What do we do? So there are certain instances where I might be trying to get my point across in business settings that people might not take me seriously because I don't know, I'm a woman and I'm a foreigner. Yeah. Like, you know, and you know, and then I do have the right to say, I told you so after things, you know, go sour, but I have had dealt with some sexual harassment and it's really unfortunate because it was with some people that I actually really admired and respected like musically um so within that circle of people and but i cut it off real quick okay so you know at first you know you're kind of starry eyed and yeah you know you you're kind of shocked when it happens i was groped unfortunately mm-hmm. more than once because you know you try to distance yourself and say okay well let that slide oh he was drunk and you know he does that when he's drunk and you know you tell them off via text but when it happens again and you throw hands. Yeah, exactly. That's right. When you throw hands, now break out that Vaseline. There you go. When, break break yeah. out that angry black woman look. See, when you when it happens again, and I actually throw hands, and everybody would be like, "Oh, well, you can't touch him there because you know he's a guy, and it hurts down there." I'm like, "Well, you know, touching the boob really hard, fast, yeah. also hurts too." Hey, I yeah. told my daughter to kick them motherfuckers in the nuts and run. Shoot. <laughs> so that's basically like what happened, and you know, of course everyone's going to defend the man but I'm the victim in this whole thing you know eventually you know I sent another message like you know I respect you as an artist and I expect you to respect me as a person like if I say no no yeah stop it yeah and you know he eventually like came back like a dog with with a tail between his legs and like really apologized like sincerely and like you know nothing happened after that 
with you know him because you got his respect yeah yeah because like i feel really bad for a lot of the women here too because they don't speak up and they don't fight back and they do just kind of take it i have seen that happen where i've had to physically get in between a japanese man and a woman who was wow. being felt up because you know she's too afraid to say anything which is really unfortunate why because he's some celebrity or some star or? both Oh, okay. it's, it's just ingrained, ingrained. Yeah. I mean yeah, I've been no, up the street passive up the street walking up um, Shibuya um, past the clubs and I'll see like a business lady and you know it's late and she's walking and she's kind of getting harassed by some guy and I walk up to her like oh my god Sayuri wow Sashibuti like yeah. it's been so long how's your how's your sister doing that you know just kind of like diverting the, the attention right, and right. like taking her to you know to the nearest like Kombini or something like that to make sure she's okay and I've done that like a few times too it's pretty sickening here like how they treat women yeah unfortunately yeah uh, but you know luckily for me fortunately for me I haven't had something like super you know catastrophic and traumatic happen yeah because I hear that from a lot of my other foreign peers um mainly white foreign peers they'll have more stalker stories oh, I wow. don't because I I'm intimidating, I guess. Yeah. I've been in more more situations where I'm witnessing it than actually physically going through it, which, you know, is, is you know, not a good... These situations shouldn't happen at all, so... Yeah, yeah. It's still big over here where the men don't really respect the women as they should. It's improved a lot, but, uh, yeah, they still got a long way to go. A long way. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> I mean, no, 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 you know, no still Chicon on the trains and shit, you know, women getting groped. Yeah, Chikan means pervert. Yeah, you know, guys that like to grab butts on crowded trains and and things like this still happens. But, you know, now just turn around and slap the shit out of them. Or in Japan, though, what really works is when the lady turns around and goes off on the guy and he starts feeling like he starts feeling like real small and then he'll get off at the next stop oh, or some shit. Public shame is like public shame <laughs> amazing is here. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's really effective here. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I've kind of, I've read stories about women getting groped on a train and stuff. And, and then a lot of times they have women detectives on the train, Japanese women police. Oh, I didn't and know that. Yeah. 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 And they be on the trains and when they see that stuff, they arrest that dude and next stop. Ooh. So they are improving over here, but yeah. Before we get out of here, um, I wanted to wanted you to talk about Bay Tokyo a little bit. Yes, Bay Tokyo. So, y'all. yeah, tell our audience, what is Bay Tokyo? So, Bay Tokyo was founded by J2B and Ashley R. And J2B, we went to Temple together. Okay. And we were part of the TUJ refugees. <laughs> so, <laughs> when okay. when we, we both went back... Um, we went to the main campus together after the earthquake. And so she decided to stay. She's originally from Atlanta and she's a DJ. And, you know, when you whenever you go to parties, you always notice that the lineup is mostly men. <laughs> main DJ is yes. always a guy. And she was Facts. like, you know, why don't we do something a little different? Like, let's have an all woman lineup. And so she started that concept, um, got a little traction in Atlanta. And then she decided to move back to Japan. And she told me about the concept, and I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Like, I love it. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I met Jada um, at the last Bay Tokyo event mm-hmm. at Circus. Yeah. Yeah, I met her for the first time. And, yeah, I, I've, I've been following you ladies, and it's pretty dope. I, I really love what you're doing. 
I was even at the, what is that? Uh, story night, startup lady. Yeah. Who who presented that night for Bay Tokyo? I forgot her name. I wasn't there. I think um, it was out of the country. Might have been might have been Kelly. I'm not sure. I, is she Asian? Yeah. 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 Vietnamese. Yeah. Vietnamese. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You guys, you ladies, excuse yeah. me, have been doing great. Girl yeah. power. So, shout out. So what? What? How do you identify Bay Tokyo? Is it is it a feminist group? Now, I would say yes, and I say feminism, which is basically the definition of wanting equality for all. So. Thank you. Yeah, it, that's what feminism is. It's literally just if I'm doing the same work, I should just get paid the same. Boom. Thank you. Absolutely. Boom. Yeah. That's you it. know, um, you know, we, we we're not gonna get to we're not gonna go deep into this feminism thing on this episode, but um, yes, thanks for clearly defining what it is because you know, um, I, I've I've learned about it through a course that I took in college, and to a lot of other people, it means something else. It means Anti-man. like yeah. No. The woman that's angry at all men, and, yeah. But yeah, no. Let's let's go back to Bay Tokyo. I don't want to go down that route. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, Bay Tokyo, and it's not just that. It's also we're totally down with anyone who, you know, with the LGBT community, people all inclusive. All, all it's all inclusive. It's literally as long as you can't you identify as a female. This is a collective that we want to promote creativity in women especially in japan because not a lot of women are given that platform to perform and you know show off their creativity so that's basically our goal is to say hey if you need to show your art we'll be here to support you if you need to dj we you know you got a slot right here we're moving more into um talks and lectures so we'll have uh, maybe this will air afterwards, but we have Made by She, which will be at Ultra Super New Gallery. I'm going. Yeah, I'm so going. we'll have a nice, um, nice gallery up for everybody to see by Adamashi. She, amazing photographer. She, yes, she's also showing her film, and um, so the next Bay Party will be at Shibuya Circus on March 29th. So definitely do come check us out there. I would definitely try to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to get my old ass out. Too. I, <laughs> I got to dust off my well, dancing shoes. And this shit. is one of those all nighters, but yeah, you know, we're we're moving forward with more daytime events to okay. include everybody who can't go out and party all night. Because I'm that not old folks. I'm not. I'm not that good at the all nighters either. So yeah. um, I don't know if you noticed, but we we had a bay in here a while back. No, oh, really, feisty bay. Oh, Saki, shout out to Saki. Yes, yeah. Saki. Yeah, we had Saki a while, a while ago. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Saki Suki Saki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. We, we tried to get Jada, but uh, yeah, she was pretty busy. She's all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. She's making the moves. It's all love, Jada. But uh, mm-hmm. hopefully next time you're in town, yes, Jada B. Come on and talk to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you come from Atlanta on your trip back, bring Killer Mike with you. <laughs> That's my dude. All right, so yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, we appreciate you mm-hmm. coming on and talking to us, and yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. I'd also Much like love. to mention yeah. that oh, I yeah. shout outs. Yeah, shout outs. I'm also releasing Plugs. a mini album. Okay. At the end of March, I will be having a release party on April second at Shibuya Gigi, which is right up by the hub by Tokyo Hands. So definitely come out Dope. to yeah. the show. Releasing the mini album. Got some new music. Um, cool. Social media? Social Which? media handles Imani Jess. 
you can both Twitter and Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram, so definitely check out my Instagram. I'm more on the stories. Okay, gotcha. And I'm releasing a single called Pokemon Swag. Oh, Pokemon wow. Swag. Pokemon Swag, you Might be a new character. I might, I might name the episode Pokemon Swag. Yeah, that might swag. inspire a new character. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because I want to pay homage to a franchise that I've always loved, you know, it's still not mainstream that there are nerd girls, black nerd nerd girls i don't really consider myself too hardcore into the nerd culture okay. like i just specifically like pokemon but i okay. do still play video games so you so say you're not a uh, what's the term they use you're not a weeb i'm not a weeb because that that's a whole <laughs> that's different a whole. that's a whole different conversation <laughs> i'm not a weeb but i'm that's just like you know yeah. that's my hobby and gotcha. i just you know pay homage to it so you know black girls play video games black girls love you know anime exactly we love all the different things so that's just me Saying, hey, I love Pokemon. I'm an adult, but I can still rock it and uh, still get on with my life. Pokemon yes. swag. Look out for that. Yeah, you Check go. out Pokemon swag, y'all. All right. Thank you. Imani. Appreciate it. That's it. We're out. World Urban Mobile Podcast. Wait, really? Aren't you a little too old just to be playing Pokemon? I got that Pokemon swag. Pidgey's hating on my Pikachu bag. I got that Pokemon